Hello, and welcome back to another Fact Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. Well, in today's podcast, uh, we're going to cover something that's near and dear to my heart. That's sports, athletics, um, sporting entertainment. As the Romans used to say, to keep the masses happy in the city of Rome, you don't need big public works programs, social works program. It doesn't matter how poor the people are or how miserable they are in their lives, where the state of the economy is, all you have to do is give them bread and circuses. Just give them bread and circuses and they'll be entertained. What that means is gladiatorial fights where the people were killing each other and they used to give free loaves of bread if you can make it into the Colosseum to watch that. And that would keep people happy or distracted, bread and circuses. And that is what athletics tends to do in our society in America, is distract us. You'd be amazed before COVID and the pandemic, you'd see people so into, say, the National Football League that they were you know, in two or three fantasy football leagues. So they had to watch all the games and they would know the statistics of every one of their players, their favorite players, even players they didn't like, they would be following and they would know the scores. Same thing in baseball. There's people that are so into baseball, they could tell you, you know, a pitcher's statistics down to four digits or a batter statistics. They would be so into it that the entertainment in the house would be focused around sports. You'd see flags of the Minnesota Vikings or the Green Bay Packers outside flying proudly on their car or their house. They would have a whole room dedicated to their favorite team. And this is no different than you would find over in Europe for football or soccer fans. They do the same thing, wearing the jerseys of their favorite um, players and spending a lot of uh, money, discretionary money from their family budget on these entertainments. And it's a way for someone to distract themselves from, I don't know, dealing with your, all, your own poor health, dealing with the frustrations in your marriage or your parenting or relationships with neighbors or family. Um, you hate your job, but thank God it's the weekend. I can sit in front of the TV and watch some football watch some baseball, watch some basketball. And then the pandemic came. So not only did we stop sporting events in this country, we stopped learning. We wouldn't let people go to the gym if you actually participated in some of these sporting events, which if you participate, even on a recreational level, at least you're getting some exercise. And we took that all away. And the funny thing is, watching it slowly come back, and things are different. Well, one, NFL, baseball, basketball, they're just running on TV, and they're not letting any fans in. Well, of course, you know, all the, uh, <laughs> all the TV pundits are saying, well, this is what you can expect. You know, no one's watching it. Well, I, I didn't even watch the NBA Finals this year. One, I don't like politics mixing with my sports that's my own personal preference. Um, you know, I, I really like the Olympic ideal 
where you can represent your country, but you're not supposed to bring in politics or what's going on there. Even though the Olympics on the outside is very political between the countries, the individual athlete's supposed to be a pure athlete. Um, I really don't like to hear whining from millionaires who've never really suffered and folded up their own clean or dirty jockstrap to wash it because somebody, they would throw down their clothes in the locker room in the Division One school and someone would clean it up for them, wash it, have it folded, and put back in their locker. That's how it works at that level. So I, I have trouble with people that have nannies and cleaning services and don't c- cut their own grass um, saying that they're abused in some way. <laughs> Just no. Just no. Um, that's my own background growing up in Baltimore and, and you know, growing up in a, a town that, uh, you know, is uh, a little different, shall we say, than you know, some of these Midwestern towns. And I just don't like mixing those two, the politics and the sports. There's always sporting politics, but not outside politics and philosophies mixing in. That's just my own personal preference. It keeps it pure. Um, Obviously, you know, I would rather listen to someone like Malcolm X or Martin Luther King Jr. um, when it it comes to, um, say, race relations or whatever. I would want to listen to people who are spending their entire lives on it and have something, you know, positive to say that they've discerned and worked through and spent the time. Not someone who spends the majority of the time at a four or five hour, you know, sporting practice and thinks, you know, because they have a platform, they can say what they want. That's why we have problems with COVID now. You have epidemiologists who didn't spend one minute with OC43, which is the cousin of COVID-19. And you have, you have OC43, OC43, you're going to test positive for 19, just the way it is. CDC's already said you would test positive with um, any of these uh, human coronavirus. Oh, no wonder the case is going up because OC43 causes 5% of all respiratory infections in the freaking world. Duh, we're catching OC43. It's about time for seasonal OC43 to come around. But that doesn't matter. Science doesn't matter because we're listening to these pundits that have their five minutes of fame and because they think they work at the state, um, you know, state-run health authority that uh, they're experts in viruses. (laughs) No, you're not. Um, You probably couldn't even draw one unless it was drawn for you. So that's okay. And definitely couldn't draw the Krebs cycle out. They, you know, these are not scientists. These are politicians and statisticians. We need those. I love statisticians. But I'm going to ask them about statistics. I am not going to ask them how, you know, how can we have all these high cases of OC43 and, oh, maybe the virus is mutated. Maybe it's this. Uh, maybe it's that. Well, no, you have high cases of COVID-19 mixed with 43, mixed with a few other human coronaviruses happening now. And so you don't even have a pure number for what COVID-19 does. But that's a whole different podcast. And I know I got some smoke coming out of some people's ears right now. Yes, you have mixing of all the coronaviruses right now. So we don't really know if we're dealing with a mutated 19, if some people do stronger with 19, or 19's as strong as we thought it is. It's knocking people out, but we're picking up all the other ones too. And it's just less virulent and not the numbers aren't as high as they say they are. 
So there's my there's my soapbox on that. But let's talk about sports and let's talk about bread and circuses and distraction in time of COVID. A um, little bit on the uh, Minnesota um, State Championships Bodybuilding Review. So on October 3rd down here in Burnsville in the Ames Center, uh, uh, Thomas and Kathy Kemper from North Dakota went ahead and ran the Minnesota State Championship. It was supposed to be going on months ago. It's amazing. They limit them to 250 people coming in, but because of people sitting together, they could only really sell 180 tickets for this place that holds near a thousand. Um, horrible, horrible. They, I'm sure they uh, didn't make much money on it. You know, sitting in the audience wearing a mask. Of course, I got some really cool masks, but you know, and I had to bring my family because we're a sponsor. Um, you didn't have to have a mask on stage, but backstage you did. And of course, these are healthy people. Nobody was at the risk group. Nobody, everyone had plenty of vitamin D, zinc. I mean, everyone there was taking enough vitamins and minerals to drop a horse. And of course, you know, they, they were afraid of spreading it, spreading a disease so horrible that you have to take a test to know if you have it or not, if you're healthy. That's the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard, and it's true. So anyway, I mean, there's, there's no thought through this. Um, my one daughter who's in varsity swimming, they said, oh, we're going to do swimming. We're not going to do swimming. We're going to do swimming. They went ahead with swimming. Their meets are virtual, which means you open up laptops that you're playing the next high school next to you, and, you know, you swim and they swim, and then you compare times. I just call that a workout. Um, I mean, where's the competition if you can't turn to the side and swim hard, okay? Oh, she's catching up to me. I better start kicking. That's called competitive sports. Now, again, I'm glad they're doing something. They're going forward. Um, volleyball. I have a daughter who has to wear a cloth mask the entire time. Well, guess what? When she's playing volleyball, it gets sweaty. She can barely breathe through it because now you have a wet mask. You know, that's called waterboarding. I mean, the, the, and of course, the, the, the healthcare officials, the public school officials are not explaining to these kids, hey, you should probably have two or three masks. Leave it up to the parents to make sure they have two or three masks, you know. But you have kids with increased headaches and migraines. As a chiropractor, I've never seen so many migraines and headaches and rib, anterior ribs out of place and breathing issues and sternal issues and pec issues because everyone's either stressed out or they don't, they're stressed out breathing through a mask. Whether that stops COVID-19 or OC43, oh, we know it doesn't. But, you know, it, it's a social thing to do. The cases are going up and we're still masking people. It doesn't work like that. The flu, it does, but it doesn't work like that for a coronavirus. It's a different animal. Start like trying to compare an SUV and a motorcycle. They're both motor mechanized, gas driven, motorized vehicles that can go on the highway, but they're vastly different animals. But, you know, science doesn't matter anymore. So anyway, the Minnesota State Championship was a fantastic event. Um, I'm glad we had it. Um, two of my friends won. Um, I did some test judging. It was fantastic to, to go forward with the sporting event. I know soccer, they're going forward. 
They, you know, they train for 16 games. I think they have six. Cheerleading. They are going forward with cheerleading and football. Nobody can come to the football stands. The cheerleaders can only cheer at their home games. We only have two home games. So um, one of my daughters, you know, even though she's practicing the summer, she's practicing every day, they're going to have two games to go at. I'm happy they're doing something. But going forward, we have to look at the ridiculousness of every state's a little different. You go to South Dakota, they're just running fine. I just came back from North Dakota at the North Dakota um, Open. Fantastic. There's a few people with masks. There's one or two um, lifters that wore masks, and that's fine. That, that, that's your prerogative. If you know something about yourself, like you have a weak-ass immune system that can't chew up uh, coronavirus, then wear a mask. You know, that's going to cut down some of the viral load. Most of it will get in through your eyes. And the virus is alive for days and days and days, sometimes weeks on certain surfaces. But we'll leave that alone because uh, they don't want to talk about that in the media. They're a mass panic because they scared everybody because of this thing. So, you know, I had trouble watching the basketball, the, the football, the baseball with cardboard cutouts for fans piped in fan music that's just me fan sounds fan music yeah exactly so what does this all mean it means that there's been a big shift in what we define as sports entertainment they're not giving the numbers because people would rather watch a movie than even a live workout between two teams because the fans have to be there there has to be, you know, in football, the 12th man on the field, which is the fans. How do you bring that in in a time of pandemic and COVID? How do you bring the interaction? If we go back to Roman times when two gladiators fought and the one gladiator is laying on the ground, bleeding out, about to die, the victorious one would raise his sword up, about to kill him, and look up to the audience. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Do I kill him or not? Did he fight well enough to live another day? And he just made a mistake or tripped. The fans were involved. Now, some people saying, oh, that's horrible. Sorry if you're that, uh, that snowflakey that you can't understand history, but it's history. That's how it worked. The fans are involved. The screaming of the fans. I had tears in my eyes. And, of course, I just blamed it on allergies and chalk dust at the North Dakota Open when there was a gentleman going up for a state record, and a small state record. And he pulled and he grinded on that deadlift. And he finally put it down. And there was screaming in the audience. People were cheering. And I'm like, oh, my God. That is what I miss the screaming of the audience, the cheers. When I competed in the South Dakota meet in August, I loved the fans. That's what it was. It was the cheering. Now, there was only about 50 to 60 people in there, but the cheering as I was lifting the weight, and the, that is what kept me going and keeps many of these athletes going. And that participation with our favorite athlete, that's what leads to community. We boo them when they mess up. We cheer them when they do well. We yell at the TV set when things are going well. With the fans in the crowds, if we're not there in the stadium. 
So what does it mean? At the at the Minnesota State Bodybuilding Championships on October 3rd, the, there was a small crowd, but you still had cheering and clapping, very small, because they wouldn't allow one in. But I could tell the athletes who were posing harder when they started hearing yelling, and I'm screaming for some of my favorites and calling them out and doing things. And you could see the smile on the face as they started to push. There's an interaction between the athlete and the community. That athlete sometimes represents a community. Just go to Nebraska, go Big Red, oh my goodness, they live that. But that interaction, you know, just go to, just go to Nebraska or even in Minnesota, you know, after a big loss on Monday morning and you can palpably feel a change in the attitude. You can go to cities like are so proud of winning so many championships and how that makes them feel. Yes, it's a diversion. You should be feeling good about yourself. You should be feeling good about your family and the direction of your career, the things you're doing to protect your health. But sometimes we need to be connected with those heroes that are physically or mentally bigger than us. And that's what sports does. It teaches us boundaries. It teaches us that you can lose, 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 and then come back and win a championship, Baltimore Ravens. It teaches you that the, the underdog or wild card can sometimes win the championship. Another Baltimore Raven reference. There's many references where a wild card team despite the odds, has won the championship. And sometimes I think we all feel like wild cards in our lives. And if I just had the chance, and if I just went for it, and sports so shows us that example. There's many people out there who don't get into sports. It's just not part of what they do. And I understand. But if you take a step back and start watching some of these sports and watch how it builds character, confidence. I watch what it does for my children, the confidence they in. Um, freshman, um, my freshman, who's my mini-me, who uh, basically w wanted to leave the freshman team and get on JV, which she's good enough to get on JV. And she was complaining, my team's bad. And I go, hon, your team needs a leader too. And she goes, really? Yeah. Now, she, she, even though they just lost their last match, she's very happy. She played very well. She likes our coach. She likes our team. And she's really pushing and working with them and teaching them how to communicate. See, sometimes sports is bigger than what we think it is. And sometimes, like this COVID, a virus is actually as small as it really is. And if you're going to do social deconstruction or health, public health mitigation practices, you better get your science right. Because everyone going to school right now has lost a school year. They can't do the online distance. It won't be the same. And you've put everyone back on a different level because they don't have their heroes to worship alongside that's how important sports are. And if you can't figure that out, then I think you should step, 
take a step back and look where ethics and morals come from. Thumbs up, you fought well. Thumbs down, you didn't fight well. There are no participation trophies in life. This is what this virus has taught us. The same people telling us that we should have participation trophies are telling us to hide from the virus instead of fighting it. And this has been another fact podcast. Thank <laughs> you.